0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of INT's The Podcast. I'm your host, A-Train, joined by my good friends and co-hosts, King and Big Run. What's going on, guys? Doing good, doing good. What's going on, fellas? Nothing much, nothing much. Um, but Just like this week of games, nothing much going on here. I mean, the, the Pac-12 does have some exciting matchups. You know, pretty much a semifinal weekend, you know, USC versus UCLA, Utah versus Oregon, pretty much the winner of those games. will probably be in the, in the conference championship. Outside of that, not much going
1: on. Anything you guys looking for this week?
0: I mean, because like I said, there's not really much going on this
1: week. I'm looking forward to see how the Pac-12 shakes out. Um, you know, Utah-Oregon, not nearly as big of a game because Oregon lost, but still a big game. Still will decide at least one of the slots, I think, to make it to the Pac-12 title game because yeah, and, I mean, you have Bedlam this week, which is, I don't know,
2: it's always a big game. Uh, this this year doesn't really yeah, seem it like it is, but uh, is. have much weight to it with right. the Oklahoma struggles. Right. I usually look forward to watching that, but I could care less this year. But the game I'm looking forward to is Texas A&M and UMass.
0: <laughs> yeah i thought about putting that on the pick this week as a uh, will they cover kind of deal because you know the, the line is 33 and a half and they haven't right. scored 33 all season but i was like you know what i'm pretty sure none of us have picked them to cover so i just nope. decided not to do
2: it that'd be a waste of breath yeah pretty much i
1: mean truth be told i've been stupid so many times I'm picking them
2: <laughs> yeah you have been <laughs> I mean yeah.
1: That's all I can say. I just look there's no you know I if I you. if
2: I was if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would have a hard time not putting money, uh putting money on the money line for, for UMass. Yeah, okay. exactly.
1: Now now don't get me wrong. I will say this. I am a betting man and that's why <laughs> I don't bet on A and M because I, I don't trust them. But this week, I think UMass can cover that spread.
0: Yeah. Oh, I definitely think so.
1: I I don't think a is going to cover that. You, know, you have scored. When's the last time they scored thirty-one? I know they only did it once this year. When was that? Had to be early in the season, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was week one against Sam Houston State. Okay. Yeah, definitely, fellas, go out there, put uh and m UMass on the ticket, <laughs> put it on the parlay. a <laughs> not going to cover. Go you ahead know, and make it some easy money.
0: You know, we we do need a segment called Kings Bed and Tips of the Week. You know, we need to uh, work on that.
2: Hey, we you sure about that? Man, after his uh, after his one and eleven the last two weeks in the uh <laughs> sure, we, we sure we need that segment.
0: Exactly. You know, whatever he picks, you just go the opposite.
2: That is true. You
0: win. You win eleven <laughs> out of twelve times, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The wheels have fallen off.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like I said, this, this week's uh of games is not really that enticing. So, I just got a question for you guys. So, Georgia, Kentucky, Ohio State, Maryland, um, Michigan, Illinois, TCU, Baylor, or Tennessee, you know, in our game, South Carolina. Do you see any of those teams potentially on upset alert? I think TCU is the obvious choice, but do you think any teams on upset alert for those from the top five
1: from the top five? Not this week. I, I think I mean maybe Michigan Ohio State because keep walking.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all uh, conference games, so it's not you know.
1: But who who's Ohio State have this week? Uh, at Maryland. I mean it, that sounds like it could be a trap game, road game. It's gonna be cold.
2: Mm-hmm. You have
1: the big game against Michigan next week. Decides the conf, you know, the division leader decides who goes, who's most likely gonna represent the Big Ten. the playoffs. I mean, maybe Ohio State sleeps walks with two quarters and then beats them by twenty. Yeah. But, I nah I don't see. And Michigan literally is still keeping that streak and not playing anybody this year.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well Illinois might uh probably win their side of the conference. So although they have lost two in a row though in Purdue,
0: Brad's favorite team. Yeah. Is, uh you know, it's, it's actually a four way tie right now in the West. Uh, between Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota.
1: None of those teams want to win because none of them want to go get their bus kicked by Ohio State.
0: And this is kind of like uh, exhibit AFY team. I mean, conferences are going away from divisions because you have situations like this where you got Michigan and Ohio State are both undefeated on the same side of the bracket. And then you have the, the, you know, the other side is just...
1: Yeah, right. but let's be real here. The Big Ten has always been this way. The, yeah, that yeah. conference has been pathetic and, I, um, yes, I'm saying it. For all the people who say the Big Ten is the second best conference, how?
0: Yeah, I mean, you have Penn State who's, with the exception of the games against uh Ohio State Michigan, they're undefeated against everybody else in the Big Ten.
2: Yeah. And their signature win is Auburn. So, yeah.
1: Right. Now, it, it, I felt like for a conference who, you know, and a lot of uh, fan base that will re- talk down and say, hey, the SEC won't do this, the SEC won't schedule these games, the Big Ten hasn't left. Like what you know? Notre Dame went, you know, in Ohio State played. So that's a big win for Ohio State. But Michigan, their conference, this schedule has been an embarrassment.
2: They it, right? it really is bad.
1: I no, uh, like truthfully, I'm hoping Ohio State wins and then Michigan falls to number seven. Yeah, because you have nothing propping up your season besides being undefeated. I mean, for them to be ranked ahead of TCU almost makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, TCU, at least they have ranked wins under their belt. Right. Multiple, multiple ranked wins. Right.
1: I don't – to me, that's baffling.
0: But... Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a name on of heaven. It's all real.
3: I know.
1: Stupid wing helmets.
0: I don't like <laughs> Michigan. I think it's obvious.
1: Okay? <laughs> oh, or there are tunnels. All right. Before we go to the RPO, uh,
0: anything uh, you guys feel that we missed?
1: I mean, nobody talks about, you know, USC, UCLA, the battle for the victory bell.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned it briefly, and we're definitely going to get to that in our pickums Uh I do feel like both of those Pac-12 games have lost a little bit of luster with Oregon and UCLA losing. Because you pretty much could have had a week where you had, yeah, like, yeah, it would have been two top 10 matchups. Basically, right. Or, or I
1: wonder If, if that,
0: not top 10, you know, a top 11 matches. UCLA was kind of hovering right there.
1: If USC wins, they lock up a spot in the conference title game. Yeah. The only question I have with that is you know, they have a huge emotional game against UCLA this week, and then they play Notre Dame and that power run offense.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm wondering. Just like I said, I thought Oregon couldn't handle that much in that short of a span. I wonder the worst case scenario for the Pac twelve, you know, USC beats UCLA that pretty much eliminates them. I think it does.
2: Well oh, yeah, UCL's um, already eliminated. Yeah, that'd that'd be three losses, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well they wouldn't yeah, they wouldn't technically be eliminated. Oh no, no, no.
2: I thought you'd be a
0: playoffs, I'm sorry.
1: Oh yeah, they'd be yeah. eliminated from the playoffs. But I'm saying from a conference title game, you eliminate them. But if no, if USC loses to Notre Dame, it, doesn't that just destroy the conference's chances? Yeah, it does. Oh yeah,
2: I That's mean USC is their only shot.
0: Yeah, now. exactly. Like they're the final hope, unless well, some crazy chaos happens where Oregon just somehow is the last team standing after everybody loses. Uh, you know the yeah, it's definitely USC's, USC. USC a bust for the Pac-12.
1: Because right now, if we look at the top ten, we got USC is what number eight, and then Oregon. I mean Utah is number ten. But, I mean, do y'all think, even if, let's say, Utah wins out and they make it to the title game, they go 11-2. and two, You think they have any shot of getting in? No,
2: uh, the only 2 lost team that could possibly get in is LSU. Yeah, I and mean, we've discussed that, uh, I think, you know, okay. the past week.
1: And I mean, will get to it. The reason why I ask is because an 11-2 and two, Utah, Versus a twelve and one Clemson, who you are putting in for the fourth spot? Assuming TCU has lost,
0: I think is going to get that high. But in know, in that situation, that's it's, it's, again, that's, that's very tough. I can't even say because, typically okay. speaking, I do value the actual loss. But the 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 difference in schedule is just insane. Like to me, it's not it's not it's not similar to have like Tennessee and LSU, where the schedule sprint is similar. And you got the head-to-head victory, where in this case it'll be just two totally different, you know, levels of schedule in which Utah has
1: played pretty tough schedule. You know, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, I mean they got two. They have two losses, but we'll get into after the RPO.
0: Um, Yeah, Um, yeah. And moving on to the RPO here, um, we we did mention earlier about conference alignment. So our first topic of the RPO. SEC Commissioner announces they will have a final decision on divisions coming up soon here, uh, running pass, when Texas-Oklahoma joins.
2: Well, I mean, run with it. I mean, they're definitely going to have to go to the pod system, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. But, I mean, I guess if they want to go to two eight-team sides, I mean, I guess they could. But Well, I think that – so the talk is they want to get rid of divisions, period. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But my question is this if they want to get rid of divisions, period, does that, is that beneficial for the SEC?
0: I think, honestly, I, I think it's good because the one issue I have with the current uh, system the way it is now, and I've always advocated a, a nine team schedule because of this. Um,
1: Most kids don't play against everybody.
0: Exactly that, right there. Um, you know, it used to be where, like, in a four to five year span, you know, you would travel to you would travel not only play against, but you would travel to every uh, um SEC schedule. Uh, I mean, a uh, stadium, sorry. Uh, but mm-hmm. now you know it, it might take six or seven years for a team to go to a, a different sca- um, a different stadium, All So, right. With yeah. this system, if you have like one, one or two or three permanents, whatever, and you're just rotating six games, you know, you can you can definitely um alternate your um your travel schedule you know for the fans and because you know you have some fans who you know like they want to go so this is a quote basically he just said like you know we have big brands with big interests and large followings that want to go places like Fairville, Arkansas or have fans come to Columbia, South Carolina. I'm not sure who wants to go to those two places, but I get what
1: he's saying. Hey not, I know, I understand because even when those teams aren't good, they still travel. You yeah. know I mean, a And M had a sellout in against what was it Auburn? Yeah. And if you're selling out that stadium with that team, no, nah. you know they're probably gonna travel. I um, the reason I exit is you know you could go to the pod or you can go to eighteen conferences. You could still do a nine-game conference schedule if you do the eighteen yeah.
3: conference.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm definitely in favor of, of a nine-team conference schedule. And I always find it weird that a lot of people don't want to do it because they want that extra non-conference game. Basically, they want the extra win. And I'm just I'm saying to myself, like, I get it. It wouldn't be beneficial to a team like Mississippi State, you know, to year in and year out have the extra conference game. But I think it's best for the conference.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think it's best for the conference, too. And, I mean, all it does is boost everybody's strength of schedule. Exactly. Now, well, some years, yes. Will it probably keep a couple of people from getting bowl eligible? Exactly. Yes, but yeah, but you know,
1: but the SEC, who
2: cares? Who cares about who's playing in the Taxlayer com bowl?
1: You want to be in the Music City Bowl?
2: Nope.
1: You don't want to go to Birmingham? And they just build a new Top Golf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> pull, pull the Arkansas, go to the Belk Bowl,
1: and steal clothes from Belk? See, oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I do agree with y'all. I just wonder if you're the SEC, you go to the pod system. Jimbo and Texas have said they don't want Texas on their schedule every year. Um, but we all know the SEC does not care about that. Yeah. No. They're no. here to make money. And the game That won.
2: game will make money. Mm-hmm. The
1: game look, you know, they call it the game out here. And the game is going to happen every Thanksgiving weekend, whether A and M likes it or not. And I mean and why does AM think they have any
2: pool? I mean, they usually go eight and four every year, so this year they're gonna go four and eight. So <laughs> I don't I don't know why they think oh, they have an opinion. Oh, so you saying
0: they're gonna um um the be L S U because we all know that
3: <laughs>
2: I know, right? I mean <laughs> that is, that actually is a is a thing I brought up to a friend of mine who's like you know, we usually joke about it. Instead of calling them Texas A and M, we we'll call them Texas Eight and Four. So this year we switched it up to Texas Four and Eight, and it's like, well,
1: are they actually going to get the four? Because not really sure. <laughs> okay, Audrey, cause I i am asking a very serious question. If—if if they lose the UMass run, do you think Jimbo get, is allowed back on the flight? <laughs> to LSU, is he even allowed to fly to Baton Rouge? See,
2: I don't—I don't know, man. If it if it wasn't for that buyout, I mean, he obviously would have already been fired. So yeah,
1: but yeah. you know, UMass would be unacceptable, right? D? You would think, but eighty five million
2: dollars speaks, and it speaks very loudly. Yeah. and I see. we Train be Paid a man.
1: It's,
2: it's not my money, <laughs> nah, but he'd he be gone. But but don't worry, A and M. In four years, that number comes down to fifty five million. So, In
1: but four I, I, years.
2: Yeah,
0: but, but, but that's only because. They would have paid him 40 Exactly. <laughs> or or, or have him, but you
1: know. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. This is a
0: contract. So.
1: Before we even move on to the next topic, really quickly, because me and Atram discussed this, but I want your opinion on Iran. Texas and Oklahoma, at the latest, will be in the SEC in 25, correct? Correct. But they could come as early as 24. I mean, I guess technically they should, could show up next year, but. The realistic early entry is twenty four. Yep. If you're AM, can you afford Jimbo to keep doing this? Oh no, there's no way. Because they're they're gonna that pipeline to the SEC will be open as soon as next year. If we're gonna you know, as far as recruiting goes.
2: <clears throat> yeah. And actually I think that's what's gonna end up costing him a job is when all these recruits jump ship. Whenever mm-hmm. that portal opens at the end of this season, yeah, because that's their one saving grace is oh well at least we had
0: uh the historic class last season but you lose half those guys and it's like
1: you know. yeah, I called the number
2: I honestly yeah what what was your number because I was about to throw one out there what's your number first yeah well okay with with current I'm talking all current players no 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 uh from the the past signing class oh from the past signing class okay i was about to say I was um, uh, past signing class, fifteen.
1: <laughs> okay, we're on the same board. Then.
2: I would say if I was, but overall, I was gonna say forty, 40 players. Gonna uh, leave. See, 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 see I, I was around like ten to twelve ish, you know, from this class, but it's still a lot.
0: That's a lot from one one signing class, especially like one year removed. But both of y'all are you know,
2: saying fifteen. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I, I really, I really think it is. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot. I mean, this this season is beyond a disappointment. Yeah, I the, I, the, I the game the game has passed Jimbo by. It really has. Like I mentioned, it's like like
0: about a month or so back about you know coaches not adapting their um their style of offense. Because I brought up Mike Leach as well, like how his raid is just very very basic. And Jimbo the same way his pro style offense that you know just just his offense is just so basic, and he needs to really give up the reins on his play calling and let somebody else.
3: well like, he, I'm he, not
0: he, sure if he's still he, calling plays or not, but he definitely needs to basically just get rid of all input and just hire somebody.
1: Do you think it's just that or the fact that they don't have a quarterback? I mean, I think
0: that I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback, but that even when they had quote unquote their quarterback who they wanted to start with is King, they you know they didn't look good. Then Max Joseph came in and it looked a little better, but again he wasn't playing well they just happened to win the game with him. Right. Um how did they beat Arkansas and Miami?
1: How oh did... because they beat Arkansas because oh. Arkansas stopped running the football
2: well, also, you I mean, if you want to get real technical, I mean, so that game is played at Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So we know professional goalposts are a little bit closer than college. All right. Arkansas doinked that last kick. They don't doink that kick. Um, You know, if the, 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 they were playing in a college stadium, that kick's good. A and we're game talking, game about a and M, uh, we're talking about A&M. We're talking about a and Texas 2-9. and nine. <laughs> or two and ten,
1: excuse me.
0: Yeah. Game adventures.
1: Because the reason why I say that, you know, I've seen a lot of recruits, you know, just watching the boards, just watching how guys are going. We've got commit, we got recruits who are saying, I'm not even visiting with AM anymore. We've got recruits right. decommitting from AM. I got nope. players in Houston, you know, talking to some of some of their handlers. I know a guy right now who said, no. The kid, ain't and was high on his board. They're off. They're not even, like, no, we're not even talking to him anymore. It's done. The kids most like they're going to be going to Kentucky this year. How, If you're a booster right now, ain't uh, and m how are you feeling?
2: Oh, I'm I'm asking for my money back.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, trains said he's giving him a check. I know, right? <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm paying. I'm like, man, I would sell my house. Well, oh, yo, <laughs> yo, oh, yo, yo, you talking about to, to raise that eighty five million? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm my house. I'm like, you know, run said to the heck with <laughs> <laughs> I It's I
1: I think A has squandered an opportunity to get a head start on Oklahoma and Texas.
0: Oh, it's been squandered at this point. They're just
2: trying to get back to even kill. Mm. Yeah. Is this this is like I said this this season has been beyond a disappointment. So yeah
1: now final question about AM and this whole season. My question is this do you think the SEC has been a positive or a negative or has it not really affected AM at all? Or is AM still that same Big Twelve school?
2: They're, they're still the same big toy yeah, school. I, I mean, they hadn't won anything in 60 years. So.
0: Yeah. I think overall, it's just a push because I feel they haven't really gotten better as a program, but they have gotten more exposure. And, you know, the fact that we're talking about it every week, you know, sometimes, like, like I say, you know, I mean, you no know, such thing as bad press, I guess. So I mean, you know, like they are, they are on the radar, and they are in SEC, and they are benefit from SEC with their recruiting classes. But, right. so, so, but as far as like on field success, it just hasn't translated. But that's why I say it's probably a push because on field success is definitely been a bit of negative. But as far as like profile, they've gotten a bigger profile since joining the conference.
2: I Unlike would, Missouri, I one hundred percent
0: agree, whom we always forget is in the conference. Who
2: <laughs> exactly?
1: You know, we, we say this, but Missouri. I mean, technically, have they not had more success Oh, they have? Them?
2: Oh, I mean, they went the
1: first two years, back. they back-to-back
2: back, uh, <laughs> SEC uh, championship game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they won the East twice. A&M man, hadn't sniffed the West. Like, it's, the, it's the main
0: reason why I'm so upset about that 2014 season. If Mississippi State could have just tackled Blake Sims one time and they win that game against Alabama, they go to the SEC championship game against Missouri. That's a lock. We win that. <laughs> <laughs> If we go to the playoffs. But, you know, it happens.
3: Uh-uh. All
0: right. Hey, Next But staying in the SEC, though, uh, so Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach have some interesting ideas on criticizing officiating without getting
2: fined. Running pass, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta run. I gotta get moving. <laughs> Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin might be Nick Saban's nightmare. They're, they're basically natural. They're they're
0: they really are. So Mike Leach's comment was, so so against Georgia, there was some questionable calls. Grant, it would not have mattered in that game, but it was a lot of questionable calls in that game. And someone asked him about, you know, how he grade the officials of the season. He responded, that's obviously a ridiculous question. You know that unless I plan to spend some money, but I'll tell you what, you go ahead and mail me a check. I think $30,000 would cover it. And although, I would want to check the market first. You go ahead and mail me the check, and I'll give you one heck of an answer. <laughs> and, you know that that's interesting. And then Lane Kiffin basically says, we talking." Uh, he said he called Jackson Dart's mom to apologize for her son's treatment versus Bama. Not sure why he's calling his mom. But you know how how Lane rolls. So you know Joey Freshwater. Yeah, but, yeah, um He commented. He mentions it's a shame her son gets treated differently based on what SEC program that, that he's at on game day. and protected different. <laughs> then he commented, "You can't find
2: me for what someone else says." That's I mean it's very good argument. Yeah. Um but but to their point, SEC officiating has been a horrible all atrocious. Year. Like that spot in the Arkansas LSU
0: game, it was like clearly a half yard short. And he just was like, first down.
1: And we're gonna look at it.
2: First down.
1: Yes, right. looks good enough to me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: He like said, it, and it's it's been every every game. Yeah, yeah,
0: it really has. It, it's been across the board. Yeah, I don't,
2: I don't know, I don't get it.
0: Like my thing is like with the officiating, they like it's one thing if you have if you have this bad officiating, but it's consistently bad, or is it? You, but it's just so inconsistent, you know. And that's kind of like the biggest issue that I have with it, is just the inconsistency of it all.
2: Y'all, y'all remember when the NFL thought they could get away with replacement refs and how bad they were? <laughs> that's what this is, SEC officiating reminds me of. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on. This is kind of like
0: basketball related, but it does tie to college football. But college athletes advocating for a revenue sharing model.
2: Run a pass. So, athlete, wait. Well, go go ahead and run with it because what's their idea? I need their idea before I <laughs> condemn it.
0: Uh, well, basically, they just want a share of, of the revenue that's being brought in, um, to the school. And he's basically saying, like, you know, that's just you know, there's just so much money in college sports, but they're getting a smaller percentage of it. There's, and they just feel but
2: there's so much money they're in college football. Yeah. There's not any money in any other college
1: sport. I mean, is in that, basketball. That's, that's a little basketball, but yeah. If we're going to be honest here, and I, 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 I'm i going to run with this. Hopefully we're not canceled, from what I'm about to say. Oh, boy. If Title nine, get ready. For all the guys who are saying this, because I'm assuming it's a group of guys trying to push this and other athletes, be mindful Unless you are removing yourselves from the NCAA, you're going to be sharing this money with a whole bunch of sports who make zero dollars. And, in fact, lo- they, they lose money. Cost money. Mm. So yeah. if you want to sit there, if you're, let's say, LSU football, and you're making all this money, and I know the LSU women's team is actually good at basketball. No disrespect, but I doubt if they're making that much money. If any. Mainly because it's Louisiana. I don't know. The, the men's basketball team is probably not making that much money. I, I actually, I don't. I think they're men's.
2: Well, I think that I did see the numbers a few years ago. Our football team, I say are, but LSU's football team, uh, men's basketball team, and baseball team all make money. They all, they're all profitable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, every and other sport at the school loses money. Yeah.
0: Most schools, you know, like are just yes, football and basketball. Actually, Correct. that's not true. Most schools just football. A lot of schools right. are football and basketball, and then you got like, um, you know, LSU props in baseball, uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss props in baseball. Um, but Mississippi State, I don't think they profit in basketball right now because they haven't been good in the last few years. So, right. you know, so you know, it really, yeah. So it's it's tough to be profitable in all three sports right now.
1: Yeah. So if you're gonna ask for a revenue sharing, I'm gonna compare it to is this gonna be done sports specific you know so the, if the football yeah. team wants to do this I get that
0: yeah see right. I'm guessing I mean all I know is that it said they are proposing that a portion of the revenue from football and basketball programs should be spread even equally among
2: all players on the team okay all right. So okay. that make that makes more sense it's well, just then, football and basketball
1: then my question would be is this in all fairness. At this point, you are not collegiate athletes if you're doing this.
2: Yeah, it kind of goes back
0: to, I mean, we didn't really talk about it on the pod, but Mike Leach um, made a comment about NIL basically saying that when his ideas to fix it would be, if, if the guys want to, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but it's just an interesting talking point, if guys want to, you know, enjoy that side of college sports and get the NIL deals and get the money get the revenue share, then they should be able to get drafted, traded, cut, whatever the case may be. and Or you can come to school as amateur you know you don't get paid but you know you your own scholarship but but in that case you pick the school you want to go to you go there and if you stay there until you graduate you get like I, I forgot the number he said but you get like a hundred thousand dollar bond or something like that I thought, um I forgot what the number was but if if, if, you, if you finish your career with the school you sign with you, you get you know money at the end and I, I, I don't necessarily agree I, I think it's kind of radical but I thought it's interesting and you know, well
1: you know, I don't think his point is to like, if these guys want to do that and I understand you're trying to maximize your dollars, but to be fair, at that point, you are not a collegiate athlete. You are not, let's not pretend that you're a student. And I think for some of these kids and I'm saying some, but it's really going to be most for most of you, you're going to lose. Because if I'm the NCAA and we say, okay, we're going to do business, then we're going to handle like a business. All of y'all are now out of school. You're only your employees of this of the school. You come to play football. All we care about is football. Because that's how you want to play the game. Yep. <clears throat> you know, not and I've had questions about this like too. So
2: so these kids are getting all, all this money or whatever. Uncle Sam's gonna come calling. Yep. Oh these yeah. seventeen and eight year old,
1: eighteen year olds don't know nothing about paying taxes. They don't understand how that works. There's gonna be a lot of kids getting in trouble. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of these kids probably still think, "Oh, I made two hundred, I'm only taxed at I don't know what twenty percent." I'm so, just throwing and, out. I know that's not. All easy. right, Can and then they over. live, and you know, a lot of them live with their parents. Right. So you're getting taxed at a higher rate, but you remember, you're not getting taxes. Just like that's not how taxes work. It's not a flat tax. Right. You know, yeah. it's get it's. You're gonna be sitting there like like Ron said. A lot of y'all are gonna lose. Yeah, and that's worst,
0: why though. Like I feel that schools should have some kind of program where, or something where it's like, okay, you know, basically, uh, financial education, pretty much, well, or
1: or going against. They they were very upset. Texas did that, you know. And I don't, I'm not gonna say which party out here was really upset and which one, you know, but. I mean, everybody knows this Texas, what the ruling party is voted and said, hey, you've got to take some financial classes as a as an athlete. The opposing was like, no, that's not, not going force anyone to do something. And a lot of people were like, look, you're giving a select few kids yeah. millions. And that's something I, I think these these kids forget. The vast majority of y'all, no one knows about. And when your career is over, you're just like everybody else. You just play collegiate sports for 99% of you all. If y'all are removed as students, what are most of these kids going to do? Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, it's, it's one of those things like we've all known people who just say, hey, look, I used college football to get me to go to school. I got to go to college. I got to learn something. I got a degree. And then I moved on. If you take away, no, 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 because I know if I'm running UT and we have this collective bargaining agreement, you're not, I don't care if you don't go to school. That is not my problem. We have practice at this time, film is at this time. If someone comes up to me and says, hey, um, I got class, guess what? That's not my problem. You need to show up to your job. Nope. Nope. And then how much argument do you have?
2: Once again, we might have to save all this for our NIL special, but. <clears throat> Just like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot that doesn't get talked about when it comes to NIL stuff. So. Yeah,
1: it's. Yeah, I think that. some it if you're, if you're still attached to NCAA before we move, that title nine will come calling. Yeah, and they're gonna want their cut, even though it's like the WNBA. Y'all ain't making no money. Y'all see? It look, look. The difference is the WNBA is bailed out by a group that right. wants to try to keep them around. They don't exactly. like to really care about making it better. They just want to keep it around to just keep it around. The, now, will college athletes still feel the same way about their other, you know, their non-profitable counterparts? Well, the football team, the football, you know, let's be real, the football team, the basketball team at a lot of schools don't even get along. <laughs>
2: They be fighting in the tunnel of Michigan.
1: They probably do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like you said, we'll save it for that. But I think we all see this. This could get worse before it's gonna get better. Yeah.
0: yeah moving on. Uh, a more serious topic, though. Um, the University of Virginia uh, canceled their football game this weekend after the you know the tragic shooting that happened this weekend. Uh, y'all
2: want to run a pass on that real quick?
1: I mean, it's, there's not
2: much to say, not yeah. to
1: be morbid. No,
2: no, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I mean, I, I think it's it's the right move
1: to cancel the game. But part of me says it's. I it's a tragedy. Part of me says I wouldn't have canceled it, and so I guess we're running with it. I remember when I was in junior high, 9-11 happened. Yeah, and that same day, I mean, everybody's going crazy. We played a junior high football game.
0: Yeah. And, what's the, the difference though is that three players for were killed though. So that's Yeah,
1: well the, the reason I was saying that is, you know, I'm I'm using something like nine eleven show scope, but then you know, I've seen so many guys, grandma has been, you know, tragically passed as a grandpa. And one of the things that, you know, kinda helps me a little bit is to be able to play that game. You know, you get just a little bit of time yeah. to
2: a little distraction. Uh,
1: yeah, it's just a little distraction to where you don't have to think about it. Yeah. And the worst part, you know, the guy who did the shooting, wasn't he a former player?
0: Yeah, uh, a walk-on player.
1: You know, I mean, to just, you know, homie came with the Glock and just, I don't know, man. They, I would have played the game. But I I, I understand why they did it. But I would have took a vote as a team maybe. And listening to the players...
2: And maybe, maybe they did do that. I, I don't know. Right.
1: We all know the details. <clears throat> but, I don't know. Like I say, everybody's different. You yeah. Know. But, yeah. anyways.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, final topic, though. Uh, we all know UCLA and USC are supposed to join the Big Ten. Uh, so... The University of California region set December fourteenth for the decision on UCLA's Big Ten moves. Currently there are people
2: who are trying to block it. Run and pass. Uh I mean Pac twelve going to the Big Ten. I'll pass, but I will I do understand why y'all run with it. Pass. Pass, yeah. I agree.
0: I mean it's not very really much to talk about. I mean it's gonna get it's gonna get approved. I mean if, if, if people are always trying to block stuff, but yeah, ultimately it'll get approved.
1: I mean, the only way this is news is if it gets blocked.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which I don't then, expect to happen.
1: Then we gotta Well then again, it would make sense if you said they blocked it. You know, I mean it's a public get, school, so you know, it has to be voted on. So it's not like, what the like that. the reason I think it would make sense. You're the king of the Pac twelve. The old cross town rivals gone, <laughs> and you kind of hurt the Big Ten. Yeah, you're the king of the LA market because now USC has to go play those weird games at yeah. weird times across the country for it's cheaper. Like you said, it's a public school; it's cheaper to stay in the Big the Pac-12. UCLA do the right thing, block it. <laughs> all right,
0: all right. Moving on to the pick six here, man. Back to back rough weeks for King here. Um, after that uh, spectacular zero six performance, he fired up one and five. Not sure how that's possible. Two weeks go but it happens. Uh, run with the big five and one last week. I went three and three. So the standards are me and Ron are tied twenty two and twenty. King is lagging behind eighteen and twenty four. Only a few weeks left.
1: I just want to point this out: eighteen and twenty two. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Whatever. The point is, <laughs> I was seventeen and thirteen. So the picks were there.
2: Yeah. I was I was lagging way by and in the last couple of weeks I have made up a little ground on you. Yeah. I, I don't and then you your wheels have just completely come off. So
1: we're like the, we're like a Browns playoff run collapsing so, Yeah. Just definitely going to that number one draft
0: pick. All right, so we got some interesting games. Nothing too crazy, but uh, we mentioned the Pac-12 straight. So let's actually start there first. Um, Number seven, USC at number – I didn't even write it down. Whatever UCLA is. (laughs) Number six at (laughs) UCLA. USC is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I
2: I want USC to lose uh, just because, like I said, I want there to be just – just a huge number of two-loss teams in the Pac-12, but I'm no believer. in UCLA and UCLA still haven't played nobody this year. Um, yeah, their schedule rat- ratches up. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, just for the pick's cert- purposes, I'm going with USC. All right, Kings. but I'm not happy about it.
1: Um. I'm thinking USC is going to win this game. I think they're going to come out hot, and they're going to come out strong. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a big day. I'm fully expecting them. The truth to be told, though, I think I'm going to save it for next week, for rivalry week, but I got USC winning today.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also got USC. Um, think. Ooh. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no I, was just, I was just saying the kiss of death. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think Caleb Williams, you know, uh, going to be too much. And we mentioned on the on show, you know, he had um, two bad weeks that kind of derailed his husband host, but lately he's been really uh, on fire lately. So I, I think that continues. I think USC wins, and I think USC locks up that uh, conference championship spot and keep their playoff hopes alive, USC. Right. And the second yeah. big pac twelve matchup number ten Utah at number twelve Oregon. U- Utah is actually a two and a half. I'm sorry, actually a two point favorite on the road.
1: Yeah, I told you. I believe Utah is a good football team. Um, I got Utah going and winning the pac twelve. I you know I had said that uh, <clears throat> a while back. Even though USC is my post and my pick to make the playoffs, I think I actually believe Utah. Is probably the most complete team in the Pac twelve. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I do have Utah winning this game. I think I think they'll win, you know, by score. Not you know, I know we're not picking numbers, but I think they'll win by score. Touchdown, I should say.
2: Well, I have picked Utah to win uh twice earlier this season in our pick'ems, and they lost both times. So I'm gonna go with my my man Nix in Oregon. Hey.
0: Yeah, it's tough. This is a tough one. Um man, I'm kinda of going back and forth with this one, but I'm gonna go Utah as well, I think. I think um Yeah. Yeah, I have Utah. I'm predicting a big game from Dalton Kincaid, you know. Big time tight end, Oregon play or tight ends Oregon play uh Brock Bowers and Donnell Washington really yes. did a number on them so yes. we'll see and,
2: and Utah does throw the ball to the tight end yeah yes, oh, they yeah
0: they do so Dr Kincaid big game you know look, look look for that that first team all all int's um nomination spot in the season you know so he's yeah he's, he's putting up a season yeah he's putting up a season yeah so I got Utah. All right, next game we got No. In- 24 NC State at Louisville. Louisville's a four and a half point favorite.
1: No disrespect to either one of these teams, but nobody's making the INTs. Yeah. <sighs> me- <I> <laughs> oh,
2: full, full disrespect to uh both these teams. This is my couldn't care less game of oh, the yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know who even. Just give me Louisville, I- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything else. Just give me Louisville. Right. You know what?
1: I'm gonna take Louisville as well because you know they had a weird upset win in the middle of the season. Maybe they can get it done again.
2: But it's—I mean—is it even an upset? I mean, I
1: understand NC State's rank, but right. like—I I, I think Louisville
0: is probably the better team. You know. They definitely got the better player with uh, with uh, Malik Cunningham. Yes, but I'm gonna go NC State just because I just want to be different. NC State. Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw I I saw this
2: game on the on the schedule and I just I just scrolled right past it. I was like, I I don't care about this game. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. All right, number fourteen,
0: Ole Miss at Arkansas. Ole Miss is only a two and a half point favorite on the road.
1: Oh wow
2: uh i'll go first on this one. old miss gonna win this game arkansas is not very good they had every chance to beat lsu last week and basically got beat by one person yeah, yeah. not basically they got well, beat by one person a fresh a freshman linebacker
1: well they didn't try to block him yeah i mean usually usually you should try to block somebody but yeah no, I agree. with The Ole Miss should win this game. I think Arkansas's kind of given up. They're ready for football season to end. Yeah, at least that's what it looks like. I, I don't think this team's got much fight left in them. Yeah, I agree. Ole Miss should
0: definitely go in and take care of business, beat Arkansas. But I'm still picking Arkansas because, damn it, I have to. So <laughs> you get to pick Ole Miss this year. Oh he, he gonna I was going to pick them against Kentucky when they played earlier this season. That was the one, but but uh, we didn't do the show that week, so. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, stand strong, Stand strong. I
3: understand. All right,
0: uh, going to the Big 12 here, we got number four TCU at Baylor. Um, TCU's a, sorry, Baylor two and a half point favorite. The mm-hmm. disrespect with TCU whoa,
1: the- whoa, whoa. TCU has owned this series in recent years. Do they is 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 Mr. Johnson not playing this week? I thought he was playing great. Right. I'm going TCU. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely gonna be on INT's uh all uh, air receiver. Yeah, Quentin Maybe Johnson, two receiver, big top player. Two, because Marvin Harrison Jr. got a huge argument.
2: <laughs> um, I want to pick Baylor so bad in this game, but I, I just don't see it. I have to make Baylor play. Oh, like- I'm
0: sorry. TCU was favorite, by the way. Just throwing it out there. Just
1: yeah, but still, what, three three and, and a
2: half? still yeah, two still points half. ain't nothing.
1: Yeah,
2: right. That's a field goal. And so, at home. but but yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with TCU. My heart tells me to pick Baylor, because so I think Baylor's had a disappointing season, and I think they're gonna come out fired up for this game, and you know basically make it their Super Bowl to try to derail TCU's season. But I think I just think is too much for them. Yeah. Like I predicted that
0: TCU was going to lose a game or two at the end of the season, but I found myself keep picking them. So, and I'm, I'm going to keep with that. I'm going to pick them again to beat Baylor. Um, I think they roll. I think Kendra Miller has another big game if it's for, it's for TCU. Max Duggan be doing his thing. And if Quinn Johnson is healthy and good to go, I think he's going to have, have a big game as well. So I got TCU winning as well. And mm-hmm. the final game, we got Bedlam here. Number 22, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma Oklahoma is actually seven
2: and a half point
1: favorite. Okay. Before we even pick, is this the most irrelevant bedlam in a while? Yeah. In recent
2: right. history, yeah, I agree.
1: I'm saying this, but it's really it's irrelevant, Oklahoma. But for state, I mean, you're four and three, you're still in the hunt to try to get that second spot in the title game. Well, Oklahoma's trying to get bowl eligible, right? So, they bowl No, no, no. They just five. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're right. You're right.
1: You know, they have a shot. Like this, this is probably going to be a football game. You know, it's probably gonna be a good one, but is it I'm, gonna be bedlam?
2: I think it will.
1: I'm going with Oklahoma. I think the Sooners.
2: Boomer sooner. Oh yeah. Train, you want to go next?
0: Uh yeah. So with this one as well, I mean, I think it's gonna be a close game. Honestly, I think Oklahoma State's the better team. Uh, but Oklahoma State has been—I don't know—very wishy-washy the last few weeks. i can I not can't—I—I—I—I I, I, I don't know what to make of them. Oklahoma is, has uh, back-to-back losses, but they played close in those losses. You know, against Baylor and West Virginia. Um, I'm actually going to go Oklahoma as well. I think uh, Eric Gray is going to have a big game on the ground for Oklahoma. Um, and I think that that'll be enough to lead them to victory. Oklahoma. Well,
1: all right. We got—we I know it's the pick six, but we got to get the extra point.
2: Oh it I, I, I'm gonna have to pick it. I gotta play, oh I gotta game. pick my pick, but <laughs> um I was gonna s I was gonna say uh it should I should play the game and just take Oklahoma State since both of y'all took Oklahoma. But oh. I actually really think Oklahoma's gonna win this game. So I'm gonna go with with the Sooners too.
1: Okay, so that's a loss. Oh <laughs> all right. so, so USC, TCU
2: and Oklahoma are all gonna lose. Yeah,
0: that's going to be ugly for them. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. It's like two weeks ago, every single team that we
1: all picked lost. Yeah, that did happen.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah. All right. What would you
1: say? Um, but, extra point? I know. We got to go for the extra point. Will a cover?
0: Better question. Will they actually
2: score 33?
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
2: Oh, man. So, we're going for two? We're going, we're going, for, going two for two? Uh uh no to scoring. I'm as gonna add this to the to the thing too. Right. if
1: they don't score 30, they can't cover it. Right. That's what I'm about to say. I, was, I, I, mean,
2: so, <laughs> I guess it is going for two because they both <laughs> answer the same question. Yeah. So <laughs> do we think they cover? I don't I, think they I did. don't I I don't think so, honestly. And I mean what UMass is
1: one and nine. UMass is terrible. I mean, they don't even are they even Division One football? They yeah, are. they're they're indie, they're independent. No, yeah. I just assumed but, they were D two. But you you know, they got blown out by Tulane. They got blown out by Toledo. They played Eastern Michigan tough. They were beat up by UConn, and they, Liberty beat up on them.
2: Well, in then in their defense, Liberty, Tulane, and uh, Toledo all would beat A and M.
1: Yeah, that is true. Those are all three pretty
2: decent football teams, honestly. Yeah, That's
1: I true. mean, and they, they played Arkansas State tough, very tough last week on the also road. Eight, three and seven. So, hey, look, they went on the road and played them. Okay, I'm just if <laughs> <hit these> boys, <laughs> we, do tra- we try to look positive there, <laughs> man. <laughs> but you know what I say this, but true, be told, They've given them some points early in the season. They were giving up. 40 point game so maybe I'm gonna say ain't um ain't them gonna get to 30 for the second time this year but they're not gonna cover I don't think they're getting over I think they'll get exactly 30 points and just piss off everybody
2: you ain't learned your lesson about am yet apparently no,
1: I, I still say no and no like I don't <laughs> think they look they're, they're not covering there's no way this ain't the. Is not covering.
2: I'm gonna go I'm also go with no as being my answer. Yeah, just no.
1: <laughs> I am just going no across the board
2: Just no. uh, don't cover it. Yeah. I, I,
1: not covering I, and not I think 30. they are
3: the
2: 30, <clears throat> but they're not covering. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um one game I did wanna to touch on because I thought at the beginning of the year this was actually gonna be a big game in the SEC uh, east. But uh, one of these teams turned out to be disappointing, Georgia and Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kentucky, what they're what six and four now? Yeah, they fallen off. Yeah, they 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 fell off. They they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. I know Train had them pegged for second and ease, but yeah, didn't quite make it. Yeah. I
0: mean, cause like I had them second because I was unsure about Tennessee. I had them, like, Tennessee was just one. I was just like, I'm just I don't I don't know about you. So I'm not even gonna like mention you in the conversation. Yeah. It's between you know,
1: uh, Kentucky and Florida. And yeah, not quite. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like look, next week the slate games is so much better. Oh yeah, oh, uh, and and as we said, you know, a lot of conference stuff <sighs> is going to be figured out next week. You know. We just getting ready for Turkey Day, you know, because if Oklahoma as long as Oklahoma State wins, they're still in the mix. Um I'm looking at the Big 12 right now. Kansas State still has two conference games left, I believe. You know, you never know what could happen. That's all I'm saying. You never know. So Well, I mean, one of those games against Kansas. But, you know, they play West Virginia. West Virginia could win. Kansas has beaten some teams this year. I don't think they're going to beat Kansas State. But they have beaten some teams. I just think Iowa State beat – okay, whatever. There's – shit. I'm saying all this. Tulane beat Kansas State this year. You know what? The more I talk about college football, the more I'm starting to realize I don't think I know anything about college football. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm looking at some of these teams and and you know, that's a shout out to Rummy's Corner. If you ever watch boxing, great podcast. Oh, yeah. Channel check out. Great uh, But I'm just I'm just amazed at the Big 12 and the Pac-12. I think those conferences dog fights. And next week is going to come down to the wire.
2: Yeah, both those conferences are definitely going to come down to the wire.
1: Yeah. Agreed. All right.
2: Any final thoughts before we head
1: out? Oh, I got one. It's a complaint. <laughs>
2: okay. okay. We'll file but, this with the complaint department in New York, by the way.
1: Hey, it's not about college football, it's about boxing, though. We're not going to get that great fight. <laughs> <laughs> which boy's dropping his pants? Okay, I'm sorry, I told, to
0: people. I told you when it was like being announced. I was like, I believe it when I see it.
1: Oh no, I told you, I I wasn't gonna believe it until they get in the ring and start throwing punches.
2: <laughs> they'll <laughs> fight eventually. I mean, yeah. they might both be older than uh Pacquiao
1: oh, and Mayweather, but they'll fight exactly. Eventually. And you know what? I I think that's a shame because look, these, these fights need to happen. Yeah, and. Um, no, no disrespect to the Tank Davises of the world, but I know he's got a fight coming up. But I want to see Crawford and Spence, and I, I'm I'm disappointed about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the fights haven't been that great. Like normally, you know, you got your your spring, like winter, Cinco de
1: Mayo, you got your of de Mayo, you got to start,
0: yeah, yeah, and then you know the fall, you know the fall, the fall yeah. to the in the winter, you know. And that's like you use it a lot, like you know, in the summer sometimes. But this is when the fight's supposed to be picking up, and it's just not happening right now. You just not yeah. really getting anything. I mean, you got, you got Tyson Fury fighting next month. Um, uh, now a sneaky good fight is uh one Francisco Estrada versus Uh That could be a good one.
2: Who,
1: yeah. who is Tyson Fury facing?
2: Uh, Derek Chisora. Okay, all right, Joe. <laughs> what's Chris what's Chris Ariola's next fight. All right, now we're definitely out of here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, we talk about agent fighters. And, you know, as, as much as it hurts me to see Anderson Silva in the ring or even in the cage, because it's sad to see a great warrior, you know, Luke, like when you know he's just lost the things that made him special. Chris Hill is not in that situation. I never saw anything <laughs> special.
2: I don't hey. He, might, or he might be able to beat Jake Paul.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I not even know about that. Anderson you know Silva couldn't do it. Just saying. Right, Anderson still was like 50 years old. <laughs> he had broken, a broken leg, uh, bum knees. No. And that was still sad to see seeing an old man just
2: cashing a chick.
1: Yeah, it, it's horrible to see, man. Just go home. You got like 10 kids. Yeah, uh-uh. you know, just nah, it's done. That's it for me. Um, uh, <clears throat> I
2: think I used up all my good graces with y'all when I mentioned Chris Ariola, so I'm done. Yes,
0: yeah. I mean, um, I mean, we do have a potential Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia fight though next year in Vegas. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I did uh,
0: see that.
3: Potentially in April.
1: Could be interesting, Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, but about wraps it up though for this edition of INT the podcast. Um, for my co hosts here, King and Big Run, I'm a train, and we out of here. Hey,
2: happy Thanksgiving, fellas!
3: Oh, yeah.